Hello. Hello. It's episode three. It is. Can you believe it? I can. Time flies. Isn't it? Doesn't time fly? Time has flown and flied. Um, We're back. It's um, playing Devil's Avocado. Yes. And it's where me, Lisa... Or I, Lisa. And I, Claire. I, Claire. Um, where we sort of talk about life after 45-ish mm. and what it throws at us and how we deal with it. Yeah. The good and the bad. What are we talking about today? Well, there's all sorts. We're talking about Gogglebox. Yes. And why it's the most important show on TV. Oh, God, yes. Um, we are talking about when you make pop cultural references and nobody understands them because they're all too young in the office. Um, That's me. And then we're going to talk about being told you're too sensitive. Oh, Oh, bless. I know. Cool. Should we get on with it? Yes. Go on then. (laughs) First up, Gogglebox, Lisa. You think it's the most important show on TV and you know what? It is. Yeah, I do. Because, I mean, it gets massive ratings now. It's, it's, I think we're up to season nine or ten. I should know that, but it, we're really far advanced. And I love how they talk about all sorts of subjects in a really respectful manner. And they're a sort of an inspiration, really, about how not to troll people mm. and how you can have differing points of view, but but put them across in a kind and thoughtful manner so they don't always agree but they really touch on big subjects like um same-sex marriage was really big for Gogglebox um and then the last one I saw talked about grief Mm. because they did Afterlife which is the Ricky Gervais show that you were championing I I have now watched and is excellent um and Faye who's on Gogglebox she lost her partner six months ago um to cancer and she sort of talked because obviously afterlife is all about a man who's widowed and she was talking about grief and it's the most raw thing I've ever seen about grief um on tv and I was bawling my eyes out alongside her and she was so honest and so open and it really made me think about how I would um approach people who were grief stricken in future because she clearly just wanted to talk yeah and her friend Anastasia, who's the Greek, the big Greek lady, yeah. kept trying to sort of say those platitudes that we all do, like, oh, I know. And it's and she was like, no, you don't know. And it was a really good lesson in how to talk to someone who's grief-stricken. Yeah. So I enjoyed it, but obviously not, because it was really sad and Aww. I cried. So I, for my, you know, for me, it gets these messages across to a really big market that the likes of Q and A... Which I believe is called Quanda or something. Is that oh, right? The hashtag. Isn't oh, hashtag Quanda. Hashtag Quanda. Um, you know they try to tackle the big issues, but I don't think they do it in a very um, in a way that you can relate easily. Well, they're not really going into everyone's home, are they? No. You know, like I feel like Gogglebox is very much um, everybody. It, yes. It's got some, something for everyone. It is. It's something, something for, for everyone. everyone. And you know what? I love on Gogglebox that dog. The dog oh, the humping dog is amazing. <laughs> and I suppose the other thing about Gogglebox is that they're so careful in how they cast it. Yeah. So they really do look at diversity. And I really like that as well. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because you don't necessarily even have that much diversity in your own life. No. Um, so it's actually a very easy place to sort of see other people and the way that they react yes. to things. But they don't smash you over the head with it. They don't, do they? No. No, they don't. Speaking yeah. of smashing you over the head. Yes, please do. <laughs> I don't want to, but... I sometimes feel like doing that to people at work. Why? Because um, I... Apart from the obvious. (laughs) Because I work with a bunch of people who are a bit younger than me. Yeah. And often I will make a joke or make a pop culture reference or add a gif 
into a story because I'm so technologically savvy. Right. Um, and it'll be about, you know, like a movie like Grease or a band like, I don't know, Duran Duran, or I'll make a reference to Rod Stewart, or I'll do, <laughs> which is, I often do because I do love him, or a bit of Elton John trivia will pass my lips and I'll be met with a lot of blank stares while people oh, do not know no. who I'm talking about. Do they really not know who you're talking about? Often they don't know who I'm talking Literally about. Literally don't like, know. And I'll have to go online and find a video and it's oh. always looked like it's from like 1874. Yeah. And they don't care anyway, <laughs> no, do they? They don't, they don't want to be educated. They don't care. They're too busy with Nipsey Hussle, whatever his name what? was. What? That rapper that died. Oh, I've no idea what you're talking about now. <laughs> but it's just, it's a, a surefire way to make a woman feel old is to not know who the, you know, when you say, oh, I used to dream about pashing Simon Le Bon and then have a whole host of faces to stare at you like I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very um, it's a very grounding thing when suddenly you realise that all your pop culture references have just gone. They're gone, and yeah, but I mean, you can always tell me about it. Well, the thing is that we end up going to see the bands, and like we are like among like-minded yes. women, which is also awkward because I don't necessarily like no. either being in a room full of 50 year old ladies do you remember when we went to spandau ballet yes i do and do you remember that woman who elbowed <laughs> me like nearly started a fight because i went to the toilet and when i came back <laughs> to stand next to you she was like get out my way uh, prime yeah. position and she nearly kicked off at me and she was about 54 yeah i couldn't believe it i know well the best thing about that gig was that we were standing right we beneath were. martin kemp and if you don't know who yeah. that is i'm going to no we had um, someone in the eye. Martin Kemp was on the big TV at work the other day, and I was going, "Oh, it's Martin Kemp! Isn't he gorgeous?" And everyone, as you say, just looked at me completely blankly and had no idea who he was. Mm. It's just. Yeah. Do you think you're a bit sensitive about it? <laughs> Look, I probably am sensitive. I'm probably sensitive about the wrong things, but um, uh, yes. Why? Yeah. Why do you ask? <laughs> Well, because I'm fed up of people telling you you're sensitive and it's a derogatory way. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're both Cancerians, so we are super sensitive, to be fair. But you know how I told you about my back? Um, so I went to a physio mm. and she was massaging the hell out of me. Not in a good way. And it really, really hurt. So I was, like, shouting, going, ow, ow, that really hurts, that really hurts. And then she said, oh, you're ever so sensitive. And... When I got home, it's like a four-minute walk home, I was black and blue, bruised. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not ever so sensitive, am I? It just really, really hurt. And she was really, really tough. Well, but she maybe she, she bruised me. So it's not like I'm just being this little delicate flower. You know, it, so, but, and it, they, people do it in an emotional way as well. Like, mm. if, you, if you react to something in a way that they don't like, then they, you're told your emotion, your um. Sensitive. sensitive. Too sensitive. Yeah. I think it's funny because do people think that when you get to a certain age, uh, like, do you think when you were a kid, for example, or when you were yes. a teenager that you thought your parents were, un, you know, had no feelings anymore and they, you know, because you, you could tell them anything and they just go, oh, shut up and go to bed or, you know. And so maybe there's something inbuilt in us that thinks that adults aren't allowed to be sensitive anymore. Maybe I don't know because I don't. I, nobody ever called me sensitive when I was growing up. I don't think I was sensitive. Mate, you know, I was a terrible. Were you oh, terrible crier? Oh, sulker, door slam. Still am. <laughs> I love a but good door slam or a crying's not the same as being sensitive, is it? Crying at something sad, no, but isn't the same as being sensitive. No, I feel like it's also it's all it's quite often used against 
women. Yeah, like it's a oh, put down. it's a put down against women. Like you're weak. It is. It's, a, it's 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 them thinking they're pointing out a weakness when in fact it's actually a strength. I'd say it is a strength to have some sensitivity because you've, that it shows you've got empathy. It shows that you're not like a robot. <laughs> you know. Um, so I would like people to stop using it in a derogatory way. It's funny how they call you physically sensitive because I mean, like, how they can only test that by. Well, how do they test that you're sensitive? you. Oh, oh, you're sensitive. <laughs> as they pinch you, <laughs> as they, you know, stick a knife in your back. <laughs> oh, you're ever so sensitive. <laughs> Honestly, girly, you're so sensitive. Yes. Stop crying, as Stop I... crying. <laughs> oh, get oh. on with it. Speaking of getting on with it, you are listening to the wonderful podcast that is We Are... Oh, no, what is it called? Um, <laughs> Playing Devil's Avocado. Playing Devil's Avocado. And we have a uh, email address now, so you can email us if you have ideas or you have comments or you have things you want us to do or say. It is we are playing devil's avocado, all one word, at, at gmail.com. So send us any emails that you want us to see and um, and then expect us to talk about them at great length. Waffle on, if waffle. you like. Waffle or right. waffle. So coming up, we're going to talk about um, what happens when you turn 50 and in the fact that you get things in the mail. Things in the mail. They just come yes. through to you when you're 50. Oh, that's nice. And we'll also talk culture club, what hurts now, and then we'll probably all lie down because we're tired and old. Right, um, Culture Club this week, I wanted to talk about a show which is primarily aimed, I would say, at, um, you know, teenagers, no, 20-something girls um, who want to live in New York and work in magazines. But for some reason, it's touched a real nerve with me. I love it so much. It's called The Bold Type. Yes. It's on Stan. Stan, which is a streaming service. Which is a streaming service. Okay. Uh, And it's... uh, at first glance, you would think, oh, trashy, mm. and it is trashy. And is it's it a bit Sex fun. in the City? Yes. Sex in the City yep. follows the uh, lives of these three girls who work at this magazine mm. called Scarlet. And, um, you know, they're a bit worthy. They're, one of them wants to be a fashion editor. One of them. What kind of magazine is it meant to be based like Cosmo. on? Yeah. And it's actually based on, it's the real life um, woman behind it is this woman called Joanna Coles, Coles who was the editor of Cosmo. Yeah. And she's just very recently, I think, left Hearst. She was the chief of content or something. She was chief of the world, yeah. yeah. Um, Anyway, she's amazing. And she was on a show which was a reality show about Cosmo a few years ago, which I also watched. So Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit, nothing like a bit of obsession to get you through the day. Um, But it's amazing. So, yeah, one of them's a fashion editor, one of them's um, digital and one of them, or social, and one of them is a writer who wants to change the world. So she's a bit annoying. Um, but it's good. It's really, it's just lovely. And you get to see working in magazines. Um, yep. it kind of tackles all these issues. Like, you know, um, one of them is gay. So she oh. talks about same sex relationships. Yep. One of them's having an affair with a guy that's at work who's older and more successful. And so they have to navigate that. Right. Um, you know, the one who wants to change the world kind of stalls in her career by writing a story that sort of does the wrong thing and like it's just it's very good and if you work in the media i guess it's quite relatable but right. it's also what if you don't to watch it because you yeah well if you don't want if you don't work in the media you'll just go gosh that sounds glamorous it's cool. it's not real at all you, you, of course they have about four thousand years to write every story and yeah they've still got staff so yeah they've got <laughs> staff and they haven't gone totally digital and speaking of which they also have um in the second season which has just started they have a digital um editor who's a man that comes in and so that sort of sparks a lot of conversation mm, as well okay and having worked in the media where those things have happened it's interesting yes. to see how how they've 
portrayed it on TV, but it's good. I think it's really good. All I, right. I like it a lot. Um, are you... Because it sounds a bit sort of... It sounds quite young. It is young. Yeah, but it still works for an older demo. Oh, I don't know if anyone else would like it but me. Oh. Well, the, the, the woman who plays... Um, the Joanna Coles character. Yes, the editor. Her name is Melora Harden, and you'd recognise her. She was on Transparent, which was that oh, great yes. show. I've never watched that. All right. And what I else must. was she on? She was on, she the, was on the Office, the American oh, yes. Office. Yeah. And she's just, um, she's like, you know, she'd be in her early 50s, okay. okay. And so she's, and she's the, the voice of reason, and she's very sensible and very successful. So, you know, if you, if for nothing else, you just get to see her wear her fabulous clothes, and she's got this amazing apartment in Manhattan. Oh, well, just, I love a bit of yeah. a curve like that. So that's kind of cool. I mean, it's not for everyone. Everyone. I don't think my mum would like it. No. But I really did. <laughs> well, that was Culture Club. Now, yeah. what about What Hurts Now? Oh, What Hurts Now? <laughs> I feel like it needs to have a jingle. Okay, we'll come up with a jingle. And <laughs> um, What Hurts You Now? Um, no, I think I'm all right. You were going <laughs> to... I'm not too bad this week. Um, you were going to tell us about... Oh, um, the UTI again. Yeah, you could you... Told you said you were going to tell us about what worked for your UTI. Yes, well, uh, last week I mentioned a, um, a UTI thing that I couldn't remember what it was, but I have remembered. It is Ethical Nutrients um, Urinary Tract Support Tablets. Okay, is that and an it, ad? It's not an ad. Hashtag? Hashtag not an ad. Okay. Um, but they really work. You have to take about a million of them. Right. Um, um, please follow the instructions. Yeah, don't take a million. Like, take, I think it's like five at a time. Right, just do what you're told Four on the times. box. Don't listen to her. <laughs> but anyway, they really work. So there you go. That's amazing. Um, in fact, um, for the rest of my body, mm, knees a bit sore, but I can't really complain. No. Not not this week anyway. No. <laughs> so, tired and old, you turned yeah. 50. Yeah. Well, you know what happens when you turn 50? Yeah, what you get, get stuff in the mail. Oh, is it good stuff? No. You get a letter from your MP. A car, a birthday card right. from your MP. Why? Saying happy birthday. But why? Because they want you to know that they are thinking of you. Right. That might just day. be your MP. Oh, maybe. Um, so you get that and you get a free mammogram and a free um, poo test. Oh, yeah. You have to poo in a cancer. box, don't you? Yeah, you poo in a box. Or you poo on a stick. So do they send you a box? It's not a box. <laughs> it's a pouch. A pouch. <laughs> they send you a pouch and some sticks. Right. And then you um, poo on a piece of paper right thing and then you put the stick in it and then you put that stick in the box and in the pouch and put it in the fridge then you do it again and then you send it off to them right well that's something to look forward to isn't it but i mean you you am i allowed to say you've got a family history yes Yes. i have a family history but i think everyone might or maybe they don't i think no no 50 everyone Mm. gets but so would you have been testing before anyway i've done i've had one colonoscopy yes i think i've mentioned that on yes and um i'm about to have another one actually so yay <laughs> <laughs> hashtag up your bum all round um yeah so um it, but it's quite it's a funny thing to get all that in the mail in the yeah. same kind of period quite of confronting time. it's like hello you're already feeling a little bit shit a yeah. little bit sensitive <laughs> perhaps about being this age but we're going to make you feel even worse by giving you a whole litany of yeah. health issues you have to now look at and a letter from your Liberal MP. Right. Mm. Oh, just Liberal then. So, you, you know, well, that's quite nice, but it'd be nice to get the whole gamut, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, <not all> politicians. <laughs> yes. um, on the mammogram thing, yeah. after our first podcast went out, I got a lovely message from someone I used to work with, and um, she said, I'm laughing at your podcast, so that's nice. She said, from my hospital bed. Oh, gosh. Because um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and it was days before they diagnosed her on this. She said she got a phone call at home on the Sunday from the GP. 
And she said, it's never, go- it's never good when the GP rings you at home on a Sunday after a biopsy. Uh, and they said, yep. And in she went days later and they removed a tumour. Oh, Jesus. Um, and then when you told me about the whole 50 thing, I said to her, but you're not 50. And she said, no, I'm 47. And she just went for a well woman check and her GP apparently thinks women should get mammograms after 40. And she mm. said, well, go off and get a mammogram. And so she did. So completely random. And they found something. Wow. And then she said that it's lucky that she'd had it as well because it wasn't palpable, so she wouldn't have found it herself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the prognosis is really good and she, she's got to have radiation, but, you know, they're saying it, we've caught it really early. And But I just thought, well... Oh, what are you meant to do then? Are you meant to go after 40? Are you meant to go after 50? It's confusing, isn't it? It is. I think probably if you've got a family history, you should probably go way before 50. Yes. Anyway, I thought that was a, you know... Yeah. Well, yeah. we're helping people. We are helping people. Well, we're helping well, people get through things. Yes, with our joy and laughter. <laughs> um, so she said I could share her story, by the way. I oh, did that's check that. Good. Well, Can I hope just... we get better soon. Yeah, get better soon. You know who you are. <laughs> what do you have for breakfast? This morning? Well, just generally, what do you eat? Well, I'm on a bit of a, um, I won't call it a diet, because you're not meant to call them diets anymore. It's meant to be called a wall, way of life. Oh. Yes, so I'm on a way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like that's the wrong way of saying it. I'm on a way of life. On a, I'm on a wall. No, you don't actually say it. It's what you're thinking. Right. It's okay, like you, right. But you don't say diet. Because oh, right. diet implies that it's short term, and this is meant to be like a oh, long term way of life. Way of life. Mm-hmm. Um so for breakfast this morning, I had porridge. Right. Do you always have porridge? Well, I have been quite rigorous in because um, I find it easier just to just have the same thing at yeah, the moment. There's a bit of a, a movement towards that, I think, isn't there? There About is a movement. Only like not well, or that there's a movement to too many choices. Yes. being a problem. Yes. Therefore, if you can cut a whole lot of them out, yeah, you're in a better situation. Yeah, your less stre- and also it's less stressful. Yes, it's called um. There's a there's a phrase for it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Go on. Decision fatigue. Oh. That basically we're exhausted by all the decisions that we have to make every single day. Like. Everything. Like what you're going to wear, what, where, what you're going to eat for breakfast, what you're going to eat for lunch. What yeah, you're, what you're going to do at work. We're just too there. much choice, just too much choice in the modern world. Yeah. And so, like, one thing you can do is just eat the same breakfast every day. And then that just takes a whole, that takes a layer of choice. Because uh, probably when you have to choose things, it sets off all kinds of thing, transmitters in your brain, doesn't it? Well, probably, yeah, because you're thinking, which is the healthier option? Yeah. Do I care about that? Yeah. Am I tired? Will I need something yeah. more? So, I don't know though. Like, I don't know if I could have the same breakfast every day. Oh, but I thought you had the same lunch every day. I do have the same lunch. Every day. <laughs> so what's the difference? <laughs> what do you have for lunch every day? I have a salad. But what's it like? The same salad? Pretty much tuna. Yeah. Um, salad leaves, mixed yeah. salad leaves, and a kind of kale coleslaw salad thing. Do you make it? Yeah, and take it to work. Take it to work. I have it every day, pretty much. Right. Um, because so how it's does healthy. that differ from having porridge every day for it breakfast? It doesn't. But I feel like okay. I like having the choice of one. I mean, I guess we. I don't know. I don't. Jeez. I don't know. No, don't worry about it. Don't stress I, about I it. I just feel like with breakfast, sometimes I might want eggs. Yes. Sometimes, Sometimes you want avocado like on toast. toast. Yeah. yeah, but there are seven days a week, aren't there? So you could have the same thing five days. Yeah, true. And then mix it yeah, up. I don't have two. the same lunch when I'm not at work. No. Okay. <laughs> um, what about Jennifer Aniston when she was making Friends? Mm. She had the same lunch every single day for ten years. Well, there you go. See. Yeah. Um, we're same on to salad. Every, oh, see. Yeah. 
We yeah. are the same person. You, I, I mean, it's hard to tell you apart. <laughs> I've never seen you in the same room. No. So there's something in that. There's something yeah. in that. And also, I used to be married to Brad Pitt. That's not oh, true. I forgot that. <laughs> the thing about the choice, you know, the choices as well, it's, it's everywhere. It's even TV now. Like, it used to be you had four channels yeah. to watch TV. And then, you know, but now, I mean, you've got so many ways to watch TV. It's like, what the hell are you going to watch? And in fact, what happens then is you can find nothing to watch. Yeah, and you, you watch Seinfeld so, repeats. <laughs> so many things. We watch the, the bloody, what do you call it, bold type, which bold is for type. people that are half your age. No, yes. Yeah, it's true. It is true. There is a lot. There's too much choice. Yeah. Um, and with too much choice comes confusion. And also that you end up not making a choice at all and just yes. putting your head in the sand. Yeah, or just going to bed early. Or having the same thing every day for lunch and breakfast. Yeah. It's so depressing. I don't mind it. What's your favourite shop? Oh, gosh, that's a tough question. What kind of shop? I mean, it's so broad. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Clothes. No, no. I mean, I, I like Chemist Warehouse, for example. Oh, and yes. Priceline. Obviously. I like, you know, chemists yeah. and things like that. I mean, that. I'm a big fan of my Brit shops, so I love Marks and Spencers. Oh, yeah, I like that too. Um, Supermarkets, I love Aldi. You are the queen of Aldi. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to get a job there. So, if there's any job, not okay. in not doing the yes. you know, super fast yeah. checkout, but like, I just love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see what the world brings you, what the universe brings you. <laughs> okay. Um, Asking you, sure. I read a really good article about, um, and it was a nutritionist saying the sixth. Oh. Gosh, she just she just dropped a book on her cat. Um, <laughs> so it was about a nutritionist saying the six healthiest things that you could buy at Audi. Like healthy things to put in your in your. Oh yeah, and it they was have really lots interesting. Of really good healthy things. They do, and I thought because you're the queen of Audi, and everyone loves Audi, mm. don't they? Yeah. Can you what? Are, My what if, Audi buy what's of your, the week. Yeah. What's your Audi buy of the week? Um. Okay. Well, at the moment, what I'm loving from Audi is they have this little. This is not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> no, and also how quick I was to jump on that. <laughs> yeah. Two things: chocolate. Oh right. Um, not two, not two chocolate things, yeah. but chocolate was always good at Aldi. Yeah. Um, also, they have these great feta cubes that you can put in salads, which are in the deli section. Right. Um, and they're tiny, mini little feta cubes that you can just sprinkle on a salad. Oh, and in, in a jar? No, they're in a little plastic. Oh, okay. Thing. Right. Um, so I like them. Okay. Um, what else? Do Anything I like? new that's caught your eye? Um, look, I haven't. No, I, I. Well, I always buy the wine. I buy the wine. Oh, what wine? What wine is good um, at the moment? They have a lot of good French wine, actually, which I know I shouldn't be supporting because I should be saying buy Australian, mm. but they do have good French wine. Oh well, share the love. Mm. So you, you drink enough wine, I'm sure you can keep everyone happy. <laughs> How very deep. <laughs> oh, rude. <laughs> I could tell you about what fad I'm following. Oh yes. This week. What fad are you following? Uh, bone broth. Do we hang on a sec? Do we need to have a? A jingle for what that? fad? No, that doesn't work. I don't know. We'll think about that. But, um, Bone broth? Yes. It's a bit like two years too late. Are we, I'm a late adopter. <laughs> you know I am. <laughs> Bone broth. Um, and, well, I also celery juice, but I've been doing that for about four weeks. Right. That, that's you're almost up to speed with that one, but yeah. the bone broth you're very well behind. Yes. Um, and how are you utilizing it? Well, it's a jar, mm. and it's like a gloopy. You have a teaspoon in a hot water like in a bovril. hot water. It's, a, it's actually very much like bovril. <laughs> um, so I've been doing that. Um, and have and for any reason? Um, it's meant to be really good at getting collagen into you. Oh. Your skin looks good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Um, I don't know if it's the bone broth. I'm not sure. I have been having some treatments as well. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the fad I'm following this week. Oh, I don't follow fads, me. Oh, 
utter <laughs> what rot. <laughs> I well, I haven't had a chance to think. I do have a lot of fads I follow, yeah. but um, at the moment I'm eating a lot of tahini, but that's probably not really a fad. Tahini? <laughs> tahini? Yeah. Isn't it tahini? <laughs> <laughs> I think on that note, we should that note. go. And Let's we'll... wrap up. All right. We'll go and eat some tahini. <laughs> and with our bone broth. <laughs> I can't have bone broth, I'm a vegetarian. Oh, well, you know you can't. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.